1: Nothing. Welcome to the
2: Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, episode 36, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully, they said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Mat Wars, the irresistible force, the immovable object, jolly old St. Kingpin, Brian
3: Malonis. Yes, because this is the day after Christmas. Yes, how was your Christmas holiday? <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, it was great. The kids got toys, Santa Claus came, there was cookies, and we had a Christmas goose. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's lovely. Uh, yeah, let's
2: uh, pull back the curtain. The uh, Curtain Jerk is a pro wrestling podcasting here, so we'll let you know that, you know, I am in California currently, so we are pre-recording this episode of the wrestling podcast about nothing, and uh Yeah. We haven't had Christmas yet. Working
3: me to the bone yes. here.
2: It's a, it's a big week of uh, producing some it's, podcasts It's a good thing here. you're going
3: to be gone because my wife's going to kick me out and I'm going to need a place to stay, so I'll just come <laughs> uh, squat here while you're in California.
2: Yeah, I need someone to feed vodka. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Christmas, speaking of we're coming on the new year, Brian, what do you think is the best wrestler of the year
3: this year? Oh, that's let I'll spring that one on you. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Well, Jesus... Well, geez, that was that's a really I wasn't prepared for this at all. <laughs> I, I guess I I would not say AJ Styles. I yeah, think. that was what I was kind gonna... of you know. Oh, sorry. you see, asked, ask me first. You got to start taking <laughs> start taking it. And I I think the year he's had. I mean, debuting at the Royal Rumble in yeah, 2016, and then just, uh, just kind of skyrocketing to you know a top guy, bona fide main event guy in WWE. Pretty amazing stuff. I mean, I think even the most optimistic person probably wouldn't have predicted the year he kind of had uh first year in wwe incredible stuff i yeah i think i think hands down aj styles I, i i'm not even sure it's close actually
2: so aj styles was the best of this year brian uh i don't know maybe we should think about next year maybe some predictions maybe we'll work on a little something to oh boy. figure out, uh, uh, we're got, we got plans, we're hatching uh, plans.
3: <laughs> oh, We're not hatching anything, I'm sure you're <laughs> hatching something and you're going to spring it on me. There may, <laughs> be, there
2: may be a very special edition of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing coming next week.
3: They're all special, Mike. Oh, that's true. <laughs>
2: but uh, yeah, stay tuned for that as we uh, get into 2017, this is our last podcast of course of 2016 and in 2017, Brian, little 20s segue action for you. We are coming to the NAI Network. The New Age Insiders... Classing up
3: the joint. Yes.
2: (laughs) The New Age Insiders have invited us onto their network feed. You have to go and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you subscribe to your podcasts look up the NAI Network and subscribe because that's where this podcast will be moving. And as I said last week, we will continue to produce content once a week here on this feed as well. So stay subscribed here and we'll be giving you a double your pleasure, double your fun with the Wrestling Podcast about nothing in 2017. We'll be getting double the pay. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> of course. And thank you for downloading this podcast on this feed. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, and of course, BDARadio.com. If you're listening right now on the Podcast Radio Network, thanks for tuning in. And we'd love to hear what you think. Tweet us at the WPAN. And find us each and every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Go to podcastradionetwork.net for more and of course we appreciate everyone who is using those three s's share subscribe and star ratings everyone from the listeners of the show to our friends, our fellow podcasters. They share that show. When you post those links up on Twitter, they share it, and it goes a long way to help us expand our audience, and that's what we're looking to do, especially with, you know, we're going to NAI Network. We just want to get to as many people as we can, so everyone who shares the show is a great help to us, and we appreciate it, so make sure you're subscribed, and make sure you give those star ratings on iTunes. That really helps out as well. We can't do this without you guys. Thank you very much for your support.
3: And yeah, hey, one other thing I want to throw out, let's bring something on you, Mike. Uh-oh. We love your suggestions. We've used several suggestions on this show. Uh, the Tony Rumble episode came off a suggestion from Big Woody on right. something extra. Uh, Steven suggested the Out of the Arenas uh, segments that we talked about. we love to hear your suggestions. We do this for you, for the audience. We want to be interactive. If you have an idea on what we can do, who we can have on, something you'd like to hear us talk about, tweet at us. Let us know. Drive the conversation. At
2: the WPAN on Twitter. And, <laughs> yeah. of course, we're also on Facebook, facebook.com, slash the WPAN. Yes. Interact. Let and us give, know what you Croc want to
3: hear. give some, some love, please. If you follow me, if you follow the WPAN, go follow Crockett. He's lagging behind big time. I'm okay. Followers. I'm okay
2: where I am. I, I've just been trying to build up the at the WPAN Twitter. So I'm, I'm fine where I am. I, I think I did
3: a pretty good job of that, if I do say so myself. Recently. Yeah, we're
2: uh, we're on uh, the uh, road to 1K so make sure you follow at the WPAN as we uh, march our way to 1,000 followers. We 1, don't buy followers, followers
3: like, some, like some people
2: do. <laughs> no, they're all all organic follows. And thank you very much for everyone who's following us on Twitter. Coming up today on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, we'll do a little more of Griffin time. We'll do a promo about nothing and a whole lot more. But first, let's get down to business with our guest. All right, his first appearances on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing episode Eight and episode nine were probably our best received shows, Brian. And now he's back after nearly a month of wrestling for New Japan Pro Wrestling as part of the World Tag League.
3: Yes, fresh off of being incarcerated for marijuana possession in Japan. No,
2: that's some, that's someone else. Oh,
3: that, that's someone else. No. <laughs> oh, okay. He, he was
2: in there in wrestling as part of the World Tag League with his partner, Ray Rowe. And he's back on the WPAN, one half of War Machine, the former Handsome Johnny, our pal, Warbeard Hanson. How are you, Todd? I'm tremendous. Yourself? I'm lovely. Thank you very much.
3: <laughs> it's like four different names he called you there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like 14 seconds.
3: To it. I think everyone
0: follows.
2: Yeah. So this was your second time in Japan. We're going to talk about your your Japanese experience and share it with the listeners. This is your second time in Japan, right? You wrestled for Pro Wrestling Noah in
0: 2015? Yep.
2: So how did you get the call for the World Tag League?
0: Well, uh, we did not get a phone call. at Field of Honor... We got pulled aside and told that Ring of Honor, we were going to represent Ring of Honor in the New Japan Tag League. So that was in August. Uh, I think it was yeah, late like late. Like the SummerSlam weekend there. Yeah, late late August, and we had to keep our mouths shut about it until they announced it, which was like a week before we 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 went. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so uh, you were part of uh, the World Tag League. You were in Block A. There were a lot of um, other. English speaking people as part of the event like it's kind of a good mix now it used to be like you know you'd have just Stan Hansen and Bruiser Brody and you know those guys but now it seems like it's almost like half of the roster is is English speaking
0: yeah i'd say about a third about a third yeah, yeah. which is which is nice um it it makes you when we did the NOAA tour um there was just like a handful of guys who spoke english so it was a little intimidating i guess just cuz you know, are the only people there who speak English. On our bus for the NOAA tour, we're the only ones who spoke English. So that was kind of weird and intimidating. But going on this tour, like I said, about a third of the roster speaks English, so it's not as intimidating. Uh, we're, we're lucky enough to have met a lot of these guys from the joint Ring of Honor shows. So it felt a lot more comfortable than our NOAA, our NOAA experience. Now, can you
2: explain how the tag league works exactly? There are two blocks, A and B. No, you
0: can't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's two blocks. Um, Each is eight teams, right? Yeah, each is eight teams. Uh, You get two points for a victory. Each team gets one point for a draw, and you get zero points for a loss. So you only wrestle guys in your bracket, and at the end of a lot of time for the tournament, once you face every team once... Uh, the team with the most points goes on to the finals, and the, a team from each block, obviously, right, on to and, the finals.
2: And the winner gets a shot at the IWGP Tag Team titles at Wrestle Kingdom.
0: Yeah, I think that's how it works. Uh, a little weird though. Like um, the finals this year included the Girls Destiny, who are the current IWGP World Tag Team champions. They lost in the finals, so obviously, they'll have to defend them against there. So be a big rematch. Yeah, but. It would have been interesting if they won because then there would have been no more contenders so
2: yeah so you arrived in Japan November sixteenth
3: correct
0: uh, sure i don't know <laughs> I, I I don't know I believe my research is I, correct he doesn't I don't even know what day it is right now yeah I, I don't i don't it was it was a tour man it was it was it was a long tour
2: so when you got there, were you picked up by somebody and like, who would that be? How did, how did you get from the airport to, like, the hotel?
0: We arrived, and uh, all of us, Gaijin, were pretty pretty much the same. They, they got us booked on the same flights or whatever, or similar timed flights. So uh, we all got there around the same time, and they had a bus that picked us up. Okay. Uh, I mean, how you get around with New Japan, for the most part, they had a couple tour buses, and that's, that's how it goes from town to town. You're on the tour buses. So uh, first night picked up it's like us and brian breaker and leland race the, the, those guys billy gunn yeah a bunch a bunch of the guys who are in the tag league so we got picked up and right to the tokyo dome hotel i did see lots of
3: pictures with uh you guys and,
0: and billy gunn he's our best friend
3: <laughs> i just want to know is he an ass man?
0: Yes, and and <laughs> you, you can ask Ray, you can ask him. I I might have s- said that to him or asked him that or and you you know the way I operate in some fashion uh, that or rockabilly or or the one. He wasn't too fond of the one. <laughs> I was I was all over him. But, <laughs> but 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 uh yes, he is indeed an ass man.
2: He loves to stick stick 'em, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Okay, I hope you went through his entire song <laughs> yeah. and just asked him the questions from the song. I'm gonna
0: make sure Ray listens to this because he's gonna love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Buns of glory, buns of steel. <laughs> probably, probably once a day. I said that. I'm sure he appreciated it. Yep, he sh- he sure did. Th- thank God. Good. I. <laughs> You guys know my sense of humor, and I I tested them when we first got on the bus that first day to see to see to see if he could he could His handle tolerance. my sense of humor. Yes, you know you, you know you you know you could, you could have said to him if he wasn't if you're not down with that. <laughs> I got two words for you. I I did say that at one point as well. <laughs> of, course, of course you did. No, don't don't count me out here. Of course you did. <laughs> he couldn't quite the, when we first got on the bus we got our schedules and he couldn't quite gather how we were a, a day ahead in Japan. So I explained it to him, I explained it to him, and I said, don't worry, kid, just stick with me, I'll get you through the tour. <laughs> he popped, so at that point, I'm like, all right, all right, I can be myself. <laughs> we're good, we're good. We had, we had a great time with Billy. Billy is awesome, and he is, he is in ridiculous shape, like, ridiculous. He looks great, and he, he's, still, he's still Billy Gunn, man, it's awesome.
2: And I saw a photo of you guys on Instagram. Your Instagram is at Warbeard Hanson. And you spent Thanksgiving with Billy Gunn, did you not? We did. And you had ice cream?
0: Ice cream, I think, it was earlier. Okay. We had... Uh, that was the,
2: in the picture you had ice cream.
0: We had... Oh, I can't remember the name of it now. But uh, what it is 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 you're um, you're you're at a table. And it was at a traditional like Japanese place. So we're like sitting in the floor. We take our shoes off before we went in. Right. And they put this boiling pot of water on the table.
2: <laughs> Vodka just really wants to get on the podcast
0: these days. <laughs> she's, she's just all about the war beard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they put this boiling pot of water in the in the. Yeah, you're
3: going to rub your face on the mic? That's <laughs> going to sound good. <laughs> all right, all right, right, Crockett, get off the microphone. Jesus. No,
2: vodka the cat, once again.
0: <laughs> big, big boiling pot of water um, with some spices and stuff in it. And then they just keep bringing you all sorts of ridiculous meat. And you put the meat into the boiling water, it cooks, take it out with chopsticks, which was horrendous. Because <laughs> I am, I in up, my experience with chopsticks. <laughs> Like, Ray is fantastic. Can I, can
3: I make a predict... Can I make, like, maybe... Let me take a wild guess. You were stabbing it with one? <laughs>
0: <laughs> y- yes, I was. It it got to the point just about every meal, I started stabbing stuff. <laughs> and the Japanese people we were with loved it. They thought it was hilarious. <laughs>
3: Could you not picture this guy? Like, they. Like- like a nice cut of steak or something taking in a chopstick yeah. and like skewering like yeah. an actual like full steak <laughs> and biting it like a candy apple yeah
0: that's that's how it went
3: down
2: <laughs> we should we should have got him that, that set uh, that fork and knife set we were always talking about getting him like getting the nice little case yeah and, uh, so he can have it for each meal
0: look I I'm grabbing my fanny pack here I, I still have oh em- emergency forks that I that I would find an emergency spoon right here Oh, that, I, that I would find, <laughs> make sure we get a, They were, they were so important. Can make sure we get a picture of it for uh, yeah. the emergency fork. The Instagram yeah. there, and this uh, is. I had a bunch of these ones that like this one's still in the wrap. Right, a bunch of them. I had to use them. To, it was it was devastating. <laughs> but the so the the meat and you you, I stabbed the stuff, take it out, dip it in the sauce, and you eat it. And it just kept coming. It was it was it was the best Thanksgiving I ever had as far as food goes it was amazing
2: boiled meat i i know oh, I, I, well
0: uh like the it, it's not it, it isn't like just water they put all sorts of spices and okay. stuff in it so it, it's like a, it's almost like a flavoring so when when you're cooking it, it it also flavors it uh so it's not not like like boiled chicken where there's yeah, no like, flavor yeah 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 it's always terrible when you go to a, like an asian
2: restaurant when you're dieting and all you have to get is the yeah the boiled chicken and and vegetables. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh,
0: um, so that was that was a great Thanksgiving dinner. The other thing that, that they do a lot is uh, like we went to a place called Pepper Steak a few times, uh, or even like we went to Danger Steak, uh, Mister Danger, famous uh, death match wrestler.
2: Mister Danger
0: in Japan. Wow. Yeah, he uh, he owns a uh, a steak restaurant now. Danger steak, and he is the actual chef. So he's cooking your your meat for you, which, which is which is crazy. You go in there. There's like all sorts of hardcore pictures all over the wall, crazy light bulbs and and stuff like that. Just, he's got and, like
2: the tissue paper forehead with yeah, all yeah, the, yeah. the gig marks and everything. Yeah,
0: he sure does. And he's he's the, he's yeah, he's cooking your steak. But um, like pepper steak, they they don't cook the steak. It's a hot plate. And it comes out, they put it on, it's a hot plate, it's raw, it comes out. A lot of the stuff that you get there is raw, you to cook it yourself. And then you actually have to keep flipping it on the hot plate to cook it until you're ready to eat it. But places like uh, Ribera and, and Danger Steak, it, it's like they just kind of sear it on both sides and then and then you get it. And the plate's still hot, so it cooks a little bit more, but nothing's really like super cooked over there. But the plate, like, I like, love it, huh? I don't think well yeah. done, well done doesn't, doesn't exist. <laughs> What uh, about s- medium? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no medium. Uh, you talked
2: about the Tokyo Dome Hotel. Famously in Japan, they say the hotel rooms are very small.
0: Yeah. Is that the case? Tokyo Dome Hotel is American style. Okay. It's wonderful. So, our first two days there, we were in the Tokyo Dome Hotel. The rest of our tour, we were in closets. <laughs> Absolute closets. I know Lance Hoyt's got a picture where he is, uh, you know, Max Bauer wings out. Right. And waistband. he, he's, uh, he's touching, you know, both sides of the, of his hotel room wall with his <laughs> arms. Out. Yeah. And that's
3: not like, it's not like these are like dumpy hotel rooms, right? These are like, it's not, like they're putting you in like horrible places. It's just the style. Right? It's the style. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's style. It's, it's a one, one person room. Yeah. And just people are small. So all the beds, like my, my feet are hanging off all the beds. Oh, man. Um, they only give you one pillow, the showers. If if you're every shower, like my head almost hits the ceiling. Some of them, the actual shower, like you have to really duck underneath in order to get any kind of water on your head. So
3: wasn't it like Andre the Giant had to like take dumps in like the showers or the bathtubs yeah. or something? Yes. Like- yeah, that that that's
0: a real thing. Cause it's 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 hard and, and it'd be terrible for you too Maloners because we're so big. So they stuffed the toilet in there. But it's like it's like it's against the wall, so you have to kind of get oh my god, get in there. <laughs> this sounds horrible, it's very difficult. <laughs> Worse was we did we went to one venue where we were cut off from the bathrooms, so they had porta potties on the outside. No big deal, it's porta potty. We all had used porta potties before, but they're Japanese style porta potties. I had this
2: on there, it's a squatter.
0: Yes, squatter. Squatter. Oh I saw this
2: picture as well. I researched on. Uh, oh, Todd. Oh, my research was going to Todd's Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> R-
0: really. If you want to get the experience, you go to the Instagram and you'll see. Yeah, I had to use that toilet. So please, whoever's listening to this, go to my Instagram and check it out. You'll just scroll down for a little bit, but you'll see. There's a, a squatter that, that we had to use, and it was it was even worse because it's it's outside. There's no light, so like the door shuts, it's pitch dark, and you're just oh, you're. You got to hold a handle on the wall, and just and squat.
2: And you know you're, you've done a lot of wrestling for many years. How, holding a squat position for however long you need to hold a squat position was that a, a chore? Um. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just guessing. Yeah, a little, little, little <laughs> bit of a chore. Yeah, it was an experience. I, I, I guess I'm happy that. I got to experience it because I can talk about it, yeah. but I was definitely trying to avoid that best I could. Most, <laughs> most places you go to will have um, bowl-style toilets, uh, so it, it's not a big deal. But that one venue, for whatever reason, I think we're on like the southern tip of Japan. For whatever reason, we were cut off from the, the bathrooms, and we had to go outside. He was like George Costanza in India. <laughs>
3: <laughs> i can walk it off <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we we talked about uh todd the abundance of uh english-speaking people that are on the tour you said like a third of the people on the tour but what about when you weren't around other people that spoke your language were there any communication issues like whether it's within the arena or whether it's just out you know ordering dinner or whatever
0: well, yeah. Uh, a good thing about Japan is uh, most every place you go to, the menus will have it just, it's all pictures. Right. So you just, you point at whatever you want. So what, <laughs> what, 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 we, what, what we would do is find the, the you know, the, the, we'd look for the grams and find like the heaviest, <laughs> the heaviest steak. And that, that's what we're getting. there. Right, that's going to be the biggest one. We're getting that one. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the picture right there. That's probably the pizza. Um, oh. So what was really weird for us though was going to the oh, yeah. the truck stops. Cuz the truck stops like they would have pictures of things, but we didn't know what the pictures were. Like you couldn't tell what was what was beef or what was chicken or what was right or if it was meat, maybe it was some sort of fried I don't know thing. But <laughs> no, it's sweet not meat or whatever, yeah. Yeah, we we have no idea. So it's hard to hard to tell. So we try to try to ask the guys we were with to see if they could, you know, figure it out. But that wasn't always working either because there's a language barrier there. So it was always an adventure to, to get our food at the at the rest stops or the truck stops. But yeah, I mean, there was... You go to the... We, we ate a lot of times at 7-Eleven. 7-11. 7-Eleven's big over there. So that was just finding things at 7-Eleven and buying things. But. Fine dining at 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Japan and ate at 7-Eleven. <laughs> there, was, there was one night that we had a show and we it was, it was always a madhouse uh, at the at the hotels because fans like fans would be there for autographs, pictures. It was cra- it was crazy. It was, it was it was legit. People were all over the place. We were legit celebrities. So one night a couple like fa- like saw us near the hotel and like stopped us and got pictures, autographs. Uh, they left, but they must have realized that me and Ray were looking for food because they came back which we, we, obviously we're looking for. Okay, food. yeah. yeah. Um, they came back, didn't speak a lick of English, but somehow communicated to us that they wanted to take us out to eat. So, <laughs> And then there was no language barrier <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, free food? I'm down. So, so we went with them. Um, they went to, took us to the fanciest all-you-can-eat restaurant that I've ever been to in my entire life that you paid by the, by the hour. <laughs> so so they paid for t- for two two hours for us to have uh all you can eat buffet there which it was it was really weird but like we couldn't communicate with them so we're just sitting with them <laughs> eating food and i was trying like i have google translate google translate was was amazing i don't know if you guys know, know the app but it's an app and you can literally you can have somebody talk Japanese into the app and it'll translate it to American or you can talk American, American. Into the Amer- <laughs> English, sorry. <laughs> it, it knows our slang, uh, but it'll translate back and forth. But my phone was almost dead. So like it was, it was really difficult, but we got through it.
2: You do know a thank you in Japanese. I got to. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, all you needed, I guess. I,
0: <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. It, it I mean, language, language was tough sometimes, but For the most part, it wasn't big of a deal. Everyone's so nice over there and respectful, and it wasn't that bad. Gyms were a little difficult, though. Gyms were smaller than the hotel rooms sometimes. (laughs) Just jam equipments. Yeah, so getting a real workout over there wasn't wasn't easy. And then being with uh, Ray and Billy going to the gym, uh, they have a lot of tattoos, which are socially unacceptable in Japan. So if they're not covered up, then... Like people don't don't like that. Like it's not okay. So like I can go as long as my my cute little ankle tattoo is covered up. <laughs> no one knows. But like Ray and Billy have tattoos all over the place. Ray especially. So they have to like go into the gym with like a long sleeve shirt and stuff or people. They get turned away. Uh, we got turned away from a couple of gyms or one one we went to uh, and they like they saw Billy's tattoos and they had to cover them up. And the next day we went back and they wouldn't let us. I just like to pretend that it was like like racism, (laughs) 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 but but it's probably just because of the tattoos. Yeah, socially unacceptable is kind of weird.
2: Huh. But what about when it comes to um, in the buildings at the shows? Like, who did you primarily communicate with to get like information, like what they want out of the match? You know, who you are wrestling the next day and stuff like that.
0: Um is there like a liaison who We use the website to find out who we're wrestling the next day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um and then as far as like finding out that day like when we're on and what's going on or, or how things are going, usually the the referee for our match would find us and and let us know like when, when the match was and stuff like that. So I mean, I, a lot of the the Japanese wrestlers and so stuff they speak enough English they speak wrestling English. Right, right. So anything wrestling related, they're pretty good with with the words. So yeah, it's not
2: it's not that bad. Like suplex is universal.
0: Correct, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> suplex?
2: <laughs> Something yeah. like that. So your first match was uh, November 18th and that was was at uh, a Hall. You had done Currican Hall previously for Noah?
0: We started the tour for Noah same place.
2: Okay, and that's kind of a famous is – is this like – it's not a huge building, right? It's a couple thousand no. people?
0: Yeah, a couple thousand people. It's not a huge building, but it's, it's like the place for wrestling. And we asked somebody when we were there like how many shows are run there a month, uh, and they said sometimes there could be 30 shows run there a month, yeah. all, all different promotions. Every, everybody runs there. Every single promotion in Japan runs there at some point. So, And some people do like two shows a day. So that's why there's like, you know, there could be thirty shows in a month. Sumo hall, right? Is that, uh, I don't know if it's a sumo hall. It might be. I, I would imagine they, yeah, they definitely have sumo in there at some point. But I don't know if it's that. What that's what it was built for.
2: So you were there like a little less than a month. How often did you wrestle? Was it every day?
0: We had seventeen, seventeen shows, and it was I think twenty three days when you were there. Something, something like that. Twenty four, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I think it was twenty three there. Uh, then there was a couple travel days, so I was gone. I was gone for like twenty six days, so we barely had any time off. It was like six days off total the whole time we were there, but those six days were all travel days.
2: Okay, so you, but you did find time. I saw the you know back to the Instagram again yes. at, <laughs> at Warbeard Hanson. I did see you uh, getting out and about. Like, what's the most um, memorable thing that you saw in Japan?
0: Mm, that's a good question.
2: How about the weirdest thing? Anything oh, come to mind there? I see a picture of you with an
0: owl. Yeah, Ray and I. So last time we were in Japan, Ray and I went to a Cat Cafe, where okay. you, you go and you hang out with cats. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Just come to Rock and yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was uh, we went in Osaka and it was uh, you go. It was all sorts of like exotic cats and stuff like that. If you can do a lot of scrolling on my Instagram, you can find the ones from the, a couple pictures from the uh, the Cat Cafe last time we went. This so this time we like, all right, well let's go to an owl cafe. Same thing, just a bunch of cool owls. <laughs> <laughs> you go and you hang out. Because they don't like, cause, cause not, like they don't have them in America, so let's go check it out. And they and they actually 'cause we we walked by a couple more uh owl and cat cafes uh in Tokyo. The one we went to was in Japan. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember what town it was in. Shop. Yeah, um, <laughs> but we we squeeze that in. We squeezed it in. We only had uh, a very brief amount of time to go see that. We squeezed we, we made sure to get an owl cafe in. <laughs> can be a little
3: skeeved out in an owl cafe. I don't know how I feel about just hanging out with a bunch of owls. I feel like I get my eyes pecked out or something. <laughs> there
0: was one owl who was just terrified of me. It 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 beca- <laughs> like absolutely terrified. Like we we walked up um, every building in japan is really small and uh this owl cafe was three floors and just really slender uh very small there's some owls on the first floor then there was like a they must have like parties for kids in there the second floor was all like educational stuff then the third floor is the rest of the owls and the first owl walking up the stairs uh to the third floor the first owl soon as we got up there feathers poofed out <laughs> and he's, just, he's, he's, he's like rocking back and forth with his eyes wide looking at me I, I wasn't anywhere near that one because he, he would have ripped my eyes out uh, Like we, we like to go see castles we got to have a tour of a castle in Kanazawa which was real cool because um, we, we got an English-speaking guide and he was he was real good and it was free, which I like. <laughs> um, Still what, the same time. What, what, what was cool about that was um, it was the original castle. Um, I guess World War II, uh, with all the bombings and stuff, a lot of the castles in Japan were just destroyed. So they were they're, they're re- re- rebuilt and they're there now, but they're not the original castles. So uh, it was cool to be able to go see an original castle. Uh, we were in Hiroshima. we went to the uh the a bomb like historical Middle site there um they still have a part of a building there that's still standing from when the bomb was dropped so that's kind of that's that's crazy because we went to both both towns that got or both cities got destroyed with the with the a bomb it was Hiroshima and I can't remember the other one uh for whatever reason it's not on top of my head um not
2: mine either. me either but
0: it's amazing because i mean that wasn't that long ago that that happened and these cities are they're massive cities again like we we destroyed those cities and now they are it's just like walking through new york city eerie yeah yeah it's it's, it's like nothing ever happened it's it's if you think you think about it it's just really crazy really really insane uh so that was like that was that was kind of weird when we went and saw the the site in Hiroshima. We're like, I, I don't, do we take pictures? Like, yeah, this is kind of. Of course we did because we're there, but <laughs> we're like, <laughs> but we're like, you know, we're not gonna take a picture of smiling in front of this because <laughs> that's not right. Yeah. Right was,
2: there's like the picture of the girl like taking the uh, picture in front of like the nine eleven memorial smiling. There's like the viral thing yeah, a while ago. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's not, it's not what you do. So it's like, wow, this is really, yeah. E- eerie, eerie was, is a good, good way to describe it. So that was, that was definitely eerie. Um, and then, I mean the scenery of Japan's really cool. Got to see a lot of that with the, with the tour bus obviously, because we drove from Tokyo to all the way to the bottom tip of, uh, Japan all the way back up to the top tip of Japan and then back to Tokyo in the end. So we got to see an awful lot on the road. And I took some video out the window as well, so you can see that on my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm taking depends? you on a tour of Japan.
2: <laughs> so, how long were these trips, like between the towns?
0: It uh, depends. Right. Um, like we might do four days of shows. Um, those are usually like tops three hours, uh, and then we have a travel day, and that usually be six to eight hours, roughly on the bus, then you get to town, and then you're just beat from the bus. I'm pretty sure I got more beat from the bus than I did from actually wrestling.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, try looking around to all these different buildings. Like, how were the buildings in terms of... Were they newer? Were they older? Were they small? Were they big?
0: Most everyone was pretty big. I mean, New Japan... New Japan is the WWE of Japan, so... A lot of them... I mean, they're not they're not giant buildings, but they're all much bigger buildings than you would see in the in these shows in the States. Right. Similar size buildings to what Ring of Honor runs, uh, but usually bigger, uh, and they and they draw more people. Uh and there were a couple full blown arenas, probably similar to the size of the Verizon Wireless in Manchester. Similar to that size. Uh there's the one where Wrestle Grills of Destiny that was on live T V there. Uh, that was in a big arena. And then the finals was in a big arena. There's only three that was that were broadcast live on T V. It was Corgan and those two. Those were all big arenas.
2: So how were the the houses overall on the tour?
0: Um probably a couple thousand every every time at least. They filled those places up like the big arenas where they big arenas were full, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those those there were thousands of people. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't normally wrestle big arenas like that, so I, I, couldn't, I couldn't really <laughs> give a good estimate on how many people were there, but they were full. They filled whatever building they were in, they, they filled it.
2: How did the fans respond to you in the ring, you and Ray, War
0: Machine? It felt like they loved us. Um, like right away, or did it take a little while? Um, well, it, it's, it's hard to tell because Japanese fans are different than American fans, so yeah. they don't react the same way as people would here. So when you go through the curtain and there's crickets, that's normal. <laughs> here, that's what they told you anyway. He, 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 here, um, you suck, but there it's pretty normal. Um, it's it's when they react to things during the match. That's when you you get to gauge on on whether they like you or not and how they react afterwards. Every time we, we went out, we weren't getting big reactions, but. During the match, end of the match, people are going crazy for us. So, and they love the cartwheel you said earlier. Yep, yeah, love the cartwheel. Uh, Anything athletic we 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 would do. Uh, Ray's strength when Ray picked two guys up at once, uh, they react really good for that. Traditionally, guys like you
3: have a history of really getting over in Japan, like big, rugged,
0: bearded, whatever Americans. Yeah, like you know. Absolutely. They, we have a great look and I think we're really unique as well. Me and Ray, especially with our dynamic. He's smaller and he's so strong. He can throw people around. I'm bigger and I'm pretty much a high flyer and people don't expect uh, that dynamic when they see us wrestle. And then we bring a really good intensity to the ring. And I think that's in Japan, it's really, really, really big is the intensity that you have in the ring. I mean, the fighting spirit and, and all that and the fire. They're really, really into that intensity. And me and Ray bring that everywhere we go. So that, that alone helps us with, with the audience, I think. So uh, I'm sorry, I
2: have to go back to food for just one second. I, I, I had a note here about a pizza sandwich.
0: Yeah, so at seven <laughs> eleven I mean I had to go back and talk about a pizza
2: sandwich. Come no, on.
0: No, I understand. At at seven eleven, um, they have the hot food just like America. And in in the hot food they have these I, I don't know how to really describe it. You said I mean you said pizza sandwich, but it's more like a it looks like a bun is yeah. what it looks like. But it's really fluffy bread. And in the middle of it it's like a hot pocket, so it's all enclosed and in the middle of it is like pizza sauce and cheese. And they they call it pizza, so they just called pizza. Call it was like stamped. It said Stam- pizza yes. on it. Yes, right. I yeah. That yeah, it's it's stamped. The ones at 7-Eleven were actually stamped and say pizza on them, <laughs> but they didn't just have pizza. They had other ones too, like with meat in them, meat and cheese, or or meat and whatever. Or, but I just didn't know what meat they were, so I got kind of weirded out. By <laughs> like I had one and it tasted a little funky, so I'm like, I'm gonna stick to the pizza. So they also had another staple of our amazing 7-Eleven diet were um, pancake sandwiches. So they had these. Like a McGriddle? Sort of. It's pancakes. Really fluffy, fantastic pancakes. Uh, And sandwiched between two of the pancakes was a little bit of butter and maple syrup. And they were just, they were sandwiches. That was a staple of our diet. My goal <laughs> was to try to get Badass Billy Gunn to be Fatass Billy Gunn. <laughs> a couple more tours and we'll get him there.
2: <laughs> All right, so I just had to get that in. Back to the wrestling. What do you think was your favorite match of the entire tour? You said you did 17 matches. I mean, seven of them were as part of the tag league. Then you had other matches as well, like uh, you know, six eight-man tags. Yeah. What do you think was your favorite match of the entire deal?
0: That's uh, it, it's a tough question. I don't know if I remember any of them. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Everything just kind of blended into one. I, I had so much fun uh, in all of our matches. Uh, Corgan Hall was awesome. You just do that the once the first night? Yeah. It was awesome because it was our first time there, and we... We killed it. We had a really good match. That was really memorable. We wrestled the Grills of Destiny. That was awesome. We brawled all around the building. Uh, all these all these tag league matches you can you can watch on New Japan World. And those are Haku's sons, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ming. Ming's sons. Yeah. Yes. Tamatanga <laughs> and Tangaloa. Yeah. Ming. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Kamacho. Yes. Camacho, yeah. <laughs> <And> Yes. <laughs> Uh, but that was that was a wild brawl. That was a lot of fun. Uh, it was real cool. It was a giant arena. I got to brawl around the whole arena. We broke the stage. Uh-oh. Um, that was really cool. That's another picture you can see when Ray slams me on the two of them on the stage. Well, you can't tell watching it, but we actually. We broke the stage, went into the stage. <laughs> Created a little divot. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big divot. Okay. Oh <laughs> big, Lost big, the building. <laughs> big, big, big divot. I don't know. Yeah. No one said anything to us about it. So I think we're okay. But yeah, we definitely broke the stage. That was a really cool, really cool moment. And uh, wrestling 10 Cozy, that was, they're all good moments. beating there with Tanahashi and Juice, that was really awesome. Uh, even in our, our last match when we wrestled Leland Race and uh, and Brian Breaker, that was in that big arena and getting such a great reaction from the Japanese audience. Like, those are just all – they're all great moments. Uh, and having that moment uh, where we got the team with Liger and Tiger Mask and celebrate after the the match with Liger, that's – I mean, it's, it's all just amazing, amazing stuff. Yeah, how
2: was that experience uh, with uh, Liger and Tiger Mask? We talked about it before we uh, were on the air, but uh, was it an eight-man tag, you and Ray – and Tiger Mask and Viger.
0: Yeah, it was it was really cool. That was God. That might have been our second show, I think. So, yep, the nineteenth. Yes. Yeah. So it was it was really
2: Fujisawa.
0: Yeah, Fujisawa. I got to
2: listen here. a its there, Brian.
0: Uh, About time. <laughs> that was kind of surreal because we obviously we just got there. We weren't in any kind of a rhythm yet. We were still on the high from the the opening night, getting such good reactions from the audience. But we're still, it, wrestling in Japan is different. There's different psychology. There's different fans you're playing to, so you got to do different things. So we weren't we weren't in a rhythm yet. You know what I mean? And then we're just and we're tagging with Liger and Tiger Mask. So <laughs> it was a little, it was awesome, but at the same time we're a little nervous because we don't want to we gotta make sure we're doing everything right. We don't want to mess up with two legends as our tag partners. So. Uh, but it went real well, and they were they were awesome. They're just they're awesome professionals.
2: Oh, You're posing with a liger after the match. You yeah. can see that picture on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite form of social media, Michael?
3: <laughs> Twitter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so the tag league ended, and you ended with eight points. You and Ray, you went four and three, and uh, Tonga and Roa. The Guerrillas of Destiny ended up with 12 points. They went to the finals, and they ended up losing to Makabe and Hanma, the B-Block winners, on the last show December 10th.
0: That was an amazing match, by the way. Yeah? And that is on uh, New Japan World also? Yeah, that was an amazing match.
2: And so, the end of the tour, 17 shows over 23 days. Was this like the most intense tour that you've ever been on?
0: yeah oh yeah I know it was only it was only four shows, and it's like a little over a week. Ring of honor only runs weekends everything everything in America only runs weekends um we did the tour of uh of England that we did over the summer that was six days a week, so that was twelve shows or twelve or thirteen shows over the course of two weeks. that was pretty grueling, but this was a whole month, and it was. A lot, a, lot, a lot of dates and a lot of travel. So this was definitely the most grueling. Brutal. And a lot of
2: somersault dives onto the floor <laughs> where you kind of sometimes just take it onto your ass. Yeah, you know, padding.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: so how were you feeling after this tour? I'm actually feeling pretty good. Like I said, I think the, the the travel is what brutalized me the most. But I just need a good night's sleep. I haven't had one yet. Uh, the jet lag coming home. Not, not. What was real bad was not being able to do a real workout in Japan. I think next time we go back, I think I'll have a much better grasp on how to how to work out over there. But I didn't do any like heavy legs at all. I just figured, oh, we're walking everywhere, so we'll be fine. So then, two days from coming home, I did a heavy leg workout. And this whole weekend, I had four shows this weekend, and this whole weekend I couldn't walk. It was, it was like daggers in my quads. It was so horrible. But, yeah, with the jet lag, I was only home two days, and then it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday shows. So this week I finally have off. So I think if I get a couple of good nights sleep, I'll heal up, and I'll be pretty good. But overall, knock on wood, no injuries. And, and uh, uh, I didn't – besides fatigue and, and wear and tear from – being awake for a whole month straight, I don't feel that bad. So you
2: left on December 11th, and here you are. You're back. You're back out there, you know, a little maybe the worst for wear, but uh, you're ready to roll, right? What's next for Warbeard Hanson?
0: (laughs) What's next? Um, I think I'm – I don't know when it's going to air, but I think I have to kick your co-host ass beyond wrestling. (laughs) On whatever the date is next week on Thursday. <laughs> well, this is coming the week the that da- this will air. This is the day after Christmas.
3: Yeah.
2: So this Thursday in Providence,
0: a <laughs> uh, person I've never wrestled before, uh, Brian Malonus. <laughs> <laughs> never before and beyond wrestling. <laughs> Correct. It's the first time. It's actually going to be pretty awesome. It's going to be a great atmosphere. So good place to go to war with Malone's. drunk lead. folk. <laughs> when was the last time that we had a match? Oh. I don't know. Now it's been uh, it's been a little bit. It's been quite some time. So this is a little is, bit. Yeah, it's overdue. We're supposed to have a uh, a thousand matches. I think we're only at like 900. And <laughs> <laughs> we we gotta get a few more in. I know. Now we're now we're older and smarter and not really, but
3: at least we're not gonna <laughs> go out there and chain wrestle. <laughs> We could. <laughs> yes, we, we <laughs> could if we want to get booed out of the building. <laughs> Maybe we'll just see what... We'll sit in a
0: headlock. I, I, I don't know. Beyond Wrestling crowds are pretty interesting. They might be like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> we'll do the headlock takeover spots in the,
3: yeah. uh, the famous Mike Hollow... Um, Sweep spot. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> I like it. That's,
0: that's what you're going to see if you come beyond wrestling on Thursday. <laughs> Drills. <laughs> <laughs> so I think 2017
2: uh, is going to be a very interesting year for you and wrestling in general. Thanks very much, Todd, for sitting down with us and talking a little bit about your Japanese experience. you have anything else you want to say? You want to plug Twitter?
0: Uh, I guess, yeah. You guys want to follow me on Twitter? I imagine the people listening to this are already following me. <laughs> pro Wrestling Tees, I, all I that hope. good stuff. Yeah, I mean, Warbeard Hanson, the Pro Wrestling Tees. I got a couple of cool t shirts. Uh, the most popular t shirt that I have, The Beard is War, is on there. So that's a good place to buy it if you can't go to a show where I'm selling them. Same same. Instagram and Twitter, at uh, Warbeard Hanson. Now, we haven't plugged the Instagram, have we? <laughs>
2: no,
3: not <Okay>. once. <laughs> yeah, it's no,
0: so the same. Too. You follow me on Instagram, definitely follow me on Twitter. Although most of my posts are just my Instagram posts because I love posting Instagram. <laughs> yes. If, if you do follow me on Instagram, you get to see probably a cameo or two of Hooventude and Beaker, my cats. I just wanted to plug my cats. <laughs> you can, By all means. You, you can follow... Uh, my cat, Hooventude on Instagram oh my at, at Instahoovy. Uh, right. <laughs> you asked the question, Michael. <laughs> Sorry, we even
2: kept moving. We got pizza getting cold here. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you might have well, heard Brian getting the pizza while we were, while we were talking <laughs> here, entering uh, g- the door. But, well, uh,
0: unfortunately, they're not pizza balls like Japan, but I guess it'll have to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to squeeze them into a ball and eat them.
3: Yes. Hey, All right. if Cole Cabana and Cody Rhodes can have pizza on that podcast. We can have pizza on this one.
0: There so. we go.
2: All right, Warbane <laughs> Hanson, thank you very much.
3: Thank
0: and, you, uh, buddy. we'll see you soon. You got it.
2: All right, Brian, it is Merv Griffin time. Named for Brian's favorite episode of our favorite show, Seinfeld, it's our chance to sit down with the listeners and talk. We talk to you, and most importantly, you talk to us. We have a voicemail. Brian came in at the 11th hour. We're able to get to it. Here we go. Let's listen to our voicemail
1: caller. Hey, Kingpin and Crockett. This is Crockett's best friend, John Morse, checking in. I think we need to start a new hashtag, because when a date with Thought Sinclair is not working, even though it will continue, I think we'll start with the hashtag Crockett Needs More Dates and the extended hiatus permanently. Great
3: show. Great listen. Right, so Okay, hold on, on here. Hold. <laughs> this seals the deal. What? John Morse? Yes. That is that is some sort of alias. That is like a a, a, a pen name of some sort. Clearly, this human being's real last name is Crockett. This is some <laughs> sort of relative of you, Michael. I don't like, believe
2: I've ever met this gentleman, John Morris.
3: He's just... You can keep selling it all you want. I'm not buying it. This is like your brother or something that you never told me about, or a cousin, or... I, I don't know. Like Nobody's this big a fan of Mike Crockett. Come on.
2: Oh, my God. I'm so <laughs> offended right now. I'm
3: so offended. <laughs> Nothing offends you.
2: Come oh, on. my God. So, yes... Uh, I think we might have to modify that hashtag that he came up with. Crockett needs more dates. I don't want the uh, <laughs> the wife to get the wrong idea. <laughs> He's trying to get me more dates in wrestling. Okay, honey? It's it's not... Uh... She doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. She puts up with your business <laughs> enough.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, we're both going to be in the doghouse by the end of this week. <laughs> uh, but thank oh, you, you, you you're for-
3: the one that put me in the doghouse.
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, all right, so... Thank you for the sentiment, John. I don't know if I'll be taking any more dates going forward. I believe the uh, extended hiatus is uh, back on. And- the old ball and chain keeps on a <laughs> tight oh, leash.
3: No end in sight. At least, that's, at least that's, what, that, that's what you said to me off air. No, 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 I, no. I mean, I would never say such things about your magnificent, beautiful wife. I, I adore her. Uh, this is, these are the things that you tell me off the air oh
2: jesus <laughs> <laughs> it's it's working brian it's working the the, the heat transfer <laughs> i put the heat to you you bring it right back yeah
3: there you go you got you got me heat with my with my significant other and i'm happy to return the favor
2: oh jesus get your <laughs> voicemails in folks uh be a part of the uh, the heat-seeking, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say heat here. Heat-seekers
3: of professionals. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh,
2: be a part of it. Get your voicemail in. We'll play it on the podcast. That's 401-584-9726. 401 584 WPAN, or you can make it even easier on yourself by going to facebook.com slash the WPAN on your phone and click like, then click that big blue call now button, connects you directly to the voicemail line, you can leave a message and we'll play it on the podcast
3: and let us know if you have a coach we can stay on when our wives kick us out of the house <laughs> <laughs>
2: we'll be much obliged uh, the other way to participate here on of griffin time is using the hashtag on twitter hashtag W P A N. and a couple here we recording very early this week because of course i am leaving before the holidays yeah, we get
3: it we get it we get it
2: so we have something we got a in the territory, at BTT underscore podcast. He says, Brian Fury busting Croc Sox balls about blowing up in the ring after a couple of four counts. Hashtag, that's real classy, Crockett. Uh, it was just, <laughs> uh, it was very brief. It was a moment in time. I, 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 you know, I composed myself, and I went about my business after that.
3: I don't know. I watched the match pretty closely. It looked like you were huffing and puffing the most out of the three guys in the ring. Oh my God! Uh, I, so purple face.
2: No, 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 no. I was, I was fine. I was fine. It was, a, it was a momentary blip. Uh, and um,
3: purple faced and black undied.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure to check out the Book on the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, everything. Uh, Mike Mills does a fantastic job, so make sure to check out that podcast. TK at T Hog ninety four. He says he loved his speech before the match. He nailed it, and job well done. That is in regards to Alex Arion talking before the match to uh, get over the fact that uh, Sean Gorman was joining him at ringside and that he was back for good. I know Alex talked about that last week on the podcast, and TK uh, gives his approval. And Chip also says Alex Arion is right kayfabe is dead but that's what made this week's show so good great job as always that is chip K Fabe, of course from the check in the boots podcast at chip k ctb make sure you check out him and tony referee tony s at referee tony s on twitter and find the check in the boots podcast where you get your podcasts and they have merch now brian
3: merch Oh, thought that was the big announcement yes whatamaneuver.net
2: you can get t-shirts of their logo you get sweatshirts you get the whole deal Make sure you check out whatamaneuver.net for the check in the boots merchandise store. And Stephen, of course, we can't go through a week without hearing from at HHHGuy2004. He says, Things have changed since I met at the Alex Arion in 1999. Went from listening to Faith No More to listening to a wrestling podcast. Hashtag WPAN. Yes, uh, we were very appreciative to have uh, Alex. Uh, be a part of the show and, of course, a guy well-respected in New England, well-respected by us, and it was great to get uh, his insight on Brian Fury's last match. Uh, Okay, we did a poll recently that we'll uh, touch upon briefly here. I asked, what is your favorite pro wrestling alternative to WWE? The four choices were Lucha Underground, not London Underground, Ring of Honor, TNA Impact Wrestling, or Other. And the winning pick was Ring of Honor with forty-three percent. What are your thoughts on that, Brian?
3: Well, um, look, Mike, I'm shocked it wasn't TNA. The way you and Mike Mills uh, <laughs> pumped up TNA and tried to get me to to uh, wax poetically about it, uh, you know, I'm just I'm just shocked that TNA didn't win. But uh,
2: TNA and other actually tied for last place. If
3: you, if, you, if you ask me, I think it was an excellent choice by the fans.
2: and uh let me see here christian jones at c jones one two three eight three one said ring of honor um a lot of people actually said progress wrestling which is in the uk um guys like chip k fabe like glenn abbott like laz sunset flip wrestling lord jalapeno also he's all about progress (laughs) So I guess they're, uh, they're definitely worth checking out. A lot of the guys that you see in WWE these days uh, originated in progress. Uh, you can go to progresswrestling.com. They actually have an on-demand service for $7.49 a month. So, uh, and they $7.49 a
3: month? <laughs>
2: yeah, you know they, they get an undercut WWE <laughs> network. Yeah, people, a lot of people uh, saying progress, but the overall winner of the poll was Ring of Honor as your alternative to WWE. we got to talk more Ring of Honor down the line. And we definitely will do that in 2017.
3: Yes, I uh, I concur, Michael. All I right. concur.
2: Thanks to everyone who's a part of Merve Griffin time this week. We look forward to talking to you on Twitter and hearing your voicemails. And we'll bring you the best of it next week on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. It is time, Brian, for this week's promo about nothing. But before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean? BDARadio.com. What does the BDA stand for? budolph the dead-nosed aim deer had a very rotten nose and if you what brian
3: if really this is what we've uh we had bo- devolved <laughs> <to>. <laughs>
2: it's the day after christmas brian <laughs> we do doing a nice christmas carol <laughs> You didn't,
3: you didn't oh, like Budolf. I wish you would go drown your head in the toilet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> BDA Radio stands for the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDAradio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. B-D-A radio greatness all the way. Oh, what fun it is to read of what they have to say. Hey!
3: I don't know. What is your obsession with singing? You're not good at it. <laughs> what, uh, what, what,
2: was it a good experiment this week to do a little something different with the B-D-A radio? No? Uh, it,
3: was, you know, yeah. it was, you know, it was was Okay. It was you, know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's promo about nothing time. (laughs) Let's move on.
2: Promo about nothing. The year, Brian, 1998. In the World Wrestling Federation. Now WWE, of course. Do you remember the Jackal? I do. Of course, he now has a podcast, Killing the Town with Cyrus and Storm. But in 1998... He was the mastermind, the leader, of the parade of human oddities, Brian, including guys like Kurgan and Golga, who was Earthquake John Tenta with a mask and a Cartman doll from South Park. Giant Silva? Yes, Giant Silva was part of it as well. But this week, in 1998 on Monday Night Raw, he introduced two new members of the oddities, They were members of Howard Stern's Whack Pack.
3: I think you recently talked about this promo. Yes, that's kind of
2: what uh, brought it to mind. Crackhead Bob, of course, and Hank the Angry Drunken Dwarf appeared on Monday Night Raw. And this interview didn't go very well. And let's hear it right now. It's the promo about nothing.
1: I'd like you to take this opportunity to explain in eloquent fashion how that made you feel. Wow, it made me feel great. But people, I used my name on the online now, and it screwed up two of my best friends' lives. Very good. Okay. Thank you, Hank. Man. You were candid as always, but I don't want to ignore my friend. Who you people have labelled cracked. He's wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> this is cracked up. His whole life revolved around where he was gonna get his next fix and how much it was gonna cost him. Well, let me be the one to tell you it cost him brain cells and it cost him self-respect. You people have done this to him, and now, because of me, he knows it. Now Bob, Robert, I know that you've had a hard life and I know that you want to tell these people and I want you to tell them right now that you're mad as hell and you're not going to take it anymore. I'm down as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore! Ladies and gentlemen, the parade has more than two oddities in it. At this time let me introduce to you from the gallery of the grotesque the Jackal's Parade of human oddities continues with the prom princess of the World Wrestling Federation. She may not be the eye candy of a sable or a sunny, but her inner beauty far outweighs those attributes. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Princess Luna! Princess Luna? Following Luna, is a man whose physical deformity has made him a societal outcast. He is a man who tonight will speak to all of you people in the only language that you understand. And that, sadly, is the language of violence. I give you Golga. And standing next to me here is a genetic misfit to be sure. What he is, is the largest human being walking the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Jackal's Parade of Human Oddities. They say the miserable have no medicine, only hope. Well, now my parade of human oddities has well, me. that was something. Uh,
2: we didn't put those beeps in there from uh, <laughs> Hank the Angry Dwarf, but uh, he said something about someone's... Uh, He's on the online so now. So talk about him on the <laughs> online. Yeah. So he doesn't like being on the online. Oh. Um, so I'm not sure where we go with that one. It was just he said on his podcast that it was uh, Vince Russo was a big fan of Howard Stern, of course, and just wanted to have these guys
3: be on TV. And <sighs> the crowd, I mean, the crowd, I think you can hear the crowd in the background just murdering <laughs> these guys. Well, it seemed like there was booze dubbed in there, if you ask I that me. Was dubbed, uh, I, I, felt, I don't know. The, the, it didn't feel like, it uh, felt like venomous type booze. Not like, boo, I don't like this in a wrestling sense. More like, boo, this is garbage. Get it off my team. <laughs> so it, it, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't, yeah, uh, it
2: wasn't the most. Maybe it
3: was pumped in. I don't know. but It
2: you know. It was uh, no good. No good whatsoever. And uh I don't think uh, Hank uh, got his bullet points across.
3: No, no. <laughs> I don't think so. But, you know, then they went on to, Bah, bah, dum diddy dom, Get your ass out the way, cuz here we go. Now you're singing. I See, love it. Huh? See. Doesn't it feel good?
2: Doesn't it feel good? <laughs> and, uh, of course, as uh, with two weeks ago, Brian, I'm going to have to uh, bring this down a little bit and let you know that uh, Hank... And Crackhead Bob have both since passed away. Oh, they, I didn't know yes. that. Oh, I didn't know
3: they were both gone.
2: Yes, they are, they are on oh, Luna Vashan as well, um,
3: and, yeah, and Golga. Oh my God! Wow, sweet segment, Mike. <laughs> wow, we're really brighten up the holiday spirit here. Is Silva dead too? The
2: giant Silva? <laughs> oh, I, that uh, that I'm not sure. Oh, um,
3: well, let's look it up right now. Hold yeah, on, there, might, as,
2: might as well look that. Hold on, <laughs> let's and look it up if, uh, See if we get a clean sweep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Jesus. you wouldn't think he'd be uh, you know
3: long for this world with his. Uh... <laughs> nice. It uh, looks like the giant Silva is still with us, Mike. Woo. So thank God. Thank God. There's thank God there's one one person beside well oh, Don Callis is obviously still with us. Yes. But- wow, you really picked a winner there. Good holiday. <laughs> you know, right in the holiday spirit. Here's all these dead people.
2: la 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 All right, you've heard this promo about nothing. If you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode. Or go to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing and, uh, page.
3: And say, say a prayer for these these uh, departed souls families.
2: Yeah, it's going to be hard getting through this, the rest of those podcasts. This
3: season, this season of uh, holidays, because uh, Michael takes such joy in the misfortune of others.
2: No, 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 no.
3: The Ebenezer Scrooge of uh, pro-wrestling podcasting. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hank the Dwarf is actually from Fall River, Massachusetts. All right. Well, Fall River.
3: Well, I might be talking about Fall River in uh, our next segment coming up here. So, All right. Well, here we go. You are
2: hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler. And I know this week
3: you get a couple of dates. I do. And, uh, well, the handsome one kind of gave it away. Hopefully by the time we're recording this early, hopefully by the time uh, this airs, uh, you know, that match is announced. But uh, I'll be in providence rhode island on thursday uh for a very special beyond wrestling event at the aurora providence again we are recording early there's a chance this event sold out so if you're hearing this you can't get tickets i'm sorry <laughs> if you haven't got tickets yet go ahead and go buy them uh you can get them online uh BeyondWrestlingOnline.com. Uh, they also do a lot on social media and stuff, so you can find them uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, the very interactive. Uh, you know, Denver, Colorado himself does a lot of Q and As. So check out Beyond Wrestling, lots of good stuff. This uh, event is going to be headlined by Keith Lee versus Chris Hero, and then Kimberly making her final Beyond Wrestling appearance. And then the very next night, this Friday night. At the PAL Hall in Fall River, Massachusetts, a Spindle City Rumble with yours truly. Uh, That show will also have a huge uh, heavyweight championship match between Teddy Goods and The Juice, JT Dunn. Check out brownpapertickets.com for more information and ticket info. And uh, the PAL, very cool venue. Uh, So, uh, yeah, come out and support some great uh, top rope promotions in Fall River, Mass this Friday night. All right, and that's it for the That's it for the year, buddy. Next you know, well, not next week, because I think we gotta do some pre-recording again next week. <clears throat> <laughs> but uh, very soon I will have so I I do have January dates, uh, just not quite prepared to announce them yet. All right.
2: So if you want to book the Kingpin for twenty seventeen, Brian Malonus at Comcast.net or hit the DMs at Brian Malonus on Twitter. Uh, a man walks into an arm bar. BDA Radio's MMA podcast with Chad Alden and Paul St. Eamon Jr. You can find them wherever you get your podcasts. Or, of course, all the episodes are there at BDAradio.com. You can get all of our episodes there as well. Check out the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing page at BDAradio.com. All right, Brian, we will be back with episode 37 next monday the first wrestling podcast about nothing of 2017 and i think it's gonna be a special one brian oh i can't
3: wait i'm sure it'll be something you know you know dazzling (laughs) (laughs) until then
2: folks he is the kingpin brian malonis my name is mike crockett we'll see you next year and thanks for nothing